Everyone's got a gimmick now. Do what I want, Dana. And now for something completely different. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, Adam. That's just weird. Hi. I would love to see Zemo dance to that song. Quack. <laughs> Quack it. We'll do it live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing a podcast. Hi. Hi. <laughs> really? Hi, guys. Hi. Okay, so. Uh, you guys? Let's get this out of the way. Spoilers! Spoilers! Do we yeah. even have to do that anymore? Every episode is a spoiler episode. <laughs> you never I know. I accidentally, quote unquote, <laughs> said. Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Oh! Yeah. And we're done. <laughs> Roll credits. Nemo <laughs> uh, plays Dance Dance Revolution. I don't think we've ever gone straight to the end of the show before at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> well. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there it is. Pretty much. Where we're going, we don't need any rails. That's exactly. right. Where we're no, going, we, are, we don't need any rails. We are talking Don Falcone and the Winter Soldier. Oh. Did you just say Don Giovanni? No, Don Falcone. <laughs> Who? Falcone. What? What the where the why and the hot the Wasn't hell? Falcone wasn't Falcone the mob boss in the Dark Knight? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. He's one of the uh underground Batman baddies. Sir. Oh, so he's like a real from the comic baddie? He's not just a made-up baddie for Dark Knight? Oh, no. Yeah, he's he's, he's yeah. DC, so that doesn't count. Nice. Oh, that's right. It's comic books. It's all good. Batman was in this uh, Captain America and the Batman. It was a <laughs> Crisis Multiverse 616 crossover event. Dude, can you imagine Captain America and the Batman crossover? That would be quite the story. <laughs> I feel like Batman would do his best and eventually kill Captain America. <laughs> Batman would be so annoyed by him. He's like, you're such a Boy Scout. I thought Superman was bad. <laughs> well, Superman is bad. I figure Captain America would treat him like Iron Man. Treat Batman yeah, like probably. Iron Man. Oh, yeah. yeah, most likely. Especially when it's not the cartoon Batman where Batman is cocky like Batfleck and all the rest what of it. What are you without those dark pajamas? Genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Cause, same thing. <laughs> Forgot brooding. <laughs> brooding. Yeah. Eating uh I don't smile. Eating lobsters every night. Nope, 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 nope. This is my Lego Batman impression. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> yes, Jared, thank you. They didn't even have to say that. He just pulled it out of me. See, I can never tell when that's actually you or the sound. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. He says it so often. Uh, I wasn't even thinking it, but as soon as you played it, I'm like, yep, that kind of works. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that floppy disk. Look at that floppy disk. Look at that floppy disk. Oh, I don't remember what episode that's from. It's old, though. <laughs> so is that floppy disk. That's funny right there. All right, guys. Falcon and Winter Soldier, what'd you think? I like uh, I thought it was shit. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, not at all. It was awesome. Honestly, at the start, I was a little disappointed by it. Get out. <laughs> but it got better as it went along. 
You need a clip of that Polish pastor in Canada telling the police to get out. Get out! <laughs> get out! It got better. It got better. So, well, I mean, it came off. Of, let's it let's came start off. off let's start off there. Lead it. Lead it off. Lead us off here. I'm curious now. So it it came off the heels of Wandavision. So another another one where Wandavision was a, and this is this is why I say it got better. Wandavision was a completely different show. Out the gate, Wandavision kept giving you things that were like. Well, Easter what's eggs. this? Easter and eggs. what's this? Cookie and, crumbs. Yeah, basically stuff that made you think and stuff that made you try try to figure out what was coming next. This I didn't feel nearly as drug into. Yes, there were questions, but because it was more dealing with the snap and the aftermath from Endgame, and like Sam's personal life and Bucky trying to recover even though they never even show that type of stuff in the the movies. Right. So, and I get it that they needed to start off and explain where these two are after all of that. Yes. But it was a completely different yes. thing. <laughs> so, it to me it was slow <laughs> and not as inter- at least not as entertaining in the in the aspect that I wanted to figure out what was going on as WandaVision was. Yes. Like every episode kept pulling me to the next, where like Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I could. It was a slow build, is what you're saying. Yes, very okay. slow build. For the fact that it was shorter than Wandavision. By the time I got to the fifth episode, I'm like, okay, there better be four more episodes, and I, then there was one, and I'm like, yeah. what the? I did expect a good like two or three more episodes <laughs> when finally when I suddenly found out, oh, next week is the last one. All right, well, it's going to be a lot happening there. Yeah. <laughs> And so, that, that ended up being a little bit disappointing. Like, the ending was great, but the fact that it was such a short season, hmm. I'm like, I really wish there would have been a little more, but the end, the last episode was amazing. It covered a lot and set up for other stuff. Yeah. But the build-up build for at least the first three episodes was super slow, only to have them rush through the last two episodes getting everything set up for the end. So once you're saying once the action built up, it was over pretty quick. Once it once we got past who ended up being U.S. soldier, U.S. agent, not being Captain America anymore, the show started rushing towards the end to get Sam his new suit and I don't, take I mean, the I shield and all that. I figured there would be more of the like the they showed showed him th- him practicing throwing the the. The shield, and right. they did that in episode five, but it was just a small bit of episode five. Right. He went from being to not wanting to be Captain America at all to in one episode going, "Okay, now I'm Captain America." Spoiler. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> that that to me was rough. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like he was making that decision all along, <clears throat> because most of the rest of the episodes he was just going along with trying to help Bucky and figure out what was yeah. going on with the super soldiers, which had nothing to do with him becoming Captain America. Yeah. So well, I, I will say that I think he was wrestling with it the whole time. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously he didn't accept it because he didn't think he deserved it initially. Mm-hmm. But then you've got uh, the winter soldier telling him, yeah, yeah you yeah. should have taken it. You deserve it. Yeah. And then more and more people, you know, and situations presenting themselves to where he's like, you know, maybe I should have. 
I, uh, I love this kind of a douche. <laughs> I love the fact that Bucky basically hounds him with that over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like Steve and I took time to think about this, <laughs> and you just dropped the ball, baby. <laughs> this entire show was you dropping the ball <laughs> until you picked it up again. It started throwing it at trees. I, yeah. so I real still, quick, go ahead. Come on. Real quick question: Did it, did anybody else watch the hour long documentary on the making of it? Mm, not yet. I didn't know that was I out did yet. Not know there was one. Yeah, I, I just actually I saw it this afternoon. Hooray. I just finished watching it right before I logged on to do this podcast, and it it actually addresses a lot of what you're talking about and their decisions for doing that slow burn at the beginning and transitioning. Um, and they make a really good point in the documentary because when you t- look at the grand total s- screen time of these two compared oh. to a lot of the others, they they really it's like they haven't been minutes. on screen. Yeah, they haven't been on screen that much. Yeah. So they had to, they wanted to, in this first season, do a lot of character building. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it, it, I, I'm not going to give anything else away besides that. I mean, I'll talk about some of the technical stuff they did because it's phenomenal. It's amazing once we get oh. to that part of it. But fantabulous. Yeah. Um, they is. actually do address that a lot when they were writing this series about you know that they purposely wanted to take a step back and not just jump into action because mm-hmm. they even admit in this documentary like. Disney and Marvel MCU it was amazed at how popular those two characters got, how quickly they got the popularity with as little screen time as they had, cumulatively. Yeah, so. yeah I'll, I'll play this and you'll know. Can you move your Cena? No. <laughs> and they allude to that in this show, too. I love that. I cracked up laughing when that... They, oh, yeah, when he gets you guys the, catch that in the show? Yeah. yeah Sam He's like, you're not going to move your Cena, are you? And he's, he's like, nope. nope. <laughs> Yeah, but Z- Zemo had a uh, supercharged. Yeah. He's supercharged. <laughs> Thanks, Zemo. No one cares. <laughs> I will say, even during the slow the slow episodes, their quibble back and forth like an old married couple is the <laughs> thing that saved watching those episodes for me. Because I like watching those two characters on screen. So uh, when they were together and they were doing stuff, and that you had that back and forth little arguments all the time or snaps at or little snips at each other that was what made the episodes funny um i will actually completely disagree with you jared i actually really enjoyed the slow burn same here um i i enjoy character stuff though so and it was so different from wandavision that i think that helped too like i wanted something different i didn't want more wandavision like the Loki show will probably be more in the style of WandaVision, where it's like, bam, 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 just in your face, constantly going. And this was like, we're going to slow down with these guys and figure out where the heck they are, what's going on, and just see how dramatic some of the crap that they've had to deal with is. No, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with Adam. I can understand yeah. where you're coming from, though. Um, I, too, was... I, I think I had a little bit of an expectation for more action right off the rip. But I have to say that I was I was very pleasantly surprised with how much effort they put into the character building and the actual story behind this. And I, I love too that you know we've also been presented with another in the, in the vein of most of the things that Captain America has come across, whether it was 
the old Captain America or this one is it's more of that building through the character where its ethos is it's it's either right or wrong. It either is or it isn't. And then constantly being challenged by these very fluid situations where there's right and wrong on both sides. And I love that they kind of kept that up um, mm -hmm. with the storytelling. And I especially love, and I hope they do more of it. I love that they're going back and looking at the negative side of them reversing the blip. Yeah. I think, I think that's mm -hmm. fantastic that they're doing that, you know, and, and it really, it really brought up a lot of things that, you know, cause you, you finish end game and you, you're like, all right, cool. They saved the day. They brought everybody back. How awesome. And then you start thinking about it. And then this show brings up a lot yeah. of points of like how many people are displaced. And yeah. it's like, holy shit. The okay. commercial for the, uh, whatever the company is. First of all, the company is, it's exactly what would happen. This big company would come up and like get get itself in bed with the government, and you know start saying, "Oh, here's what's best for everyone." And <clears throat> during their commercial, they said it was a good point. I thought, "Oh man, that's such a good," because that would happen when all these people suddenly come back. What happens when you you go home and somebody's living in your house? And it's like, how do you prove that was your house, or what do you do then? Where do you go? Yeah, it is. Uh... Interesting conundrum. It's a that... <laughs> very complex situation, but um, oh, yeah, I, I just I I just thought, man, this this is exactly what would happen if if this was real life. This this company would just pop up out of nowhere, probably funded by a lot of government money, and uh, this is what they would do. You'd have people railing against them, and you'd have people rooting for them both at the same time. There, um, I don't know if it was supposed to be six episodes originally. Uh, apparently, um, there was a whole nother like B story about a virus that came out of West China. <laughs> Think about how prophetic this show was. Mm. And then add all the race stuff on top of it. This show was written like three years ago. <laughs> like, it's crazy. So they went back and completely trashed everything to do with the virus story because they thought it was too soon. And thank God they did because... That would have made the show just unbearable, probably. I don't um, think it would have fit very well either. Well, they, the, the again, they had a to, lot of political. They had to rewrite yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, so there's uh, that probably cut away an entire episode. Um, I do kind of agree with Jared that the the last episode probably could have been, or that last little like story, probably could have been two episodes itself. Yeah, like it seems slightly rushed, but well, they also. Just a little new hot news. Um, hot news. They did announce a Captain America 4 starting. So they obviously want to continue this story. And who knows? We might get a second season as well. Like Captain Falcone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the worst name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm Italian, suddenly. <laughs> and my family's in Louisiana. <laughs> hey, that's Not a good Italy. So Sam Wilson in the comics is just from Brooklyn, but uh, Anthony Mackie is from Louisiana. He's he lives in New Orleans, grew up there. So I thought that was a really interesting twist on the character to make him sort of that Southern flavor. Mm -hmm. and I think that actually added a lot to the show and a family business. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I liked it. It's funny that you mentioned so the, the impacts of COVID on the show. They started filming it 
before COVID even started as well. Mm -hmm. um, and they actually, it talks about it in this documentary, they were going to have an entire sequence that was going to be filmed in Puerto Rico. And then there was like an earthquake and then there was another earthquake and then they mm -hmm. finally got down there and then COVID really took off and then they were afraid they were going to get stuck. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that they ended up doing, the reason they had to like, again, you know, I don't, I don't know if they'll ever surpass the brilliance of the volume that they had for Mandalorian. Um, but with this, they, they had a similar thing. So oh, really? because they were filming during COVID, they couldn't do a lot of on-location filming. So a perfect example, one of the first major fight scenes in the show when they're on top of the trucks. Yeah. That entire sequence is filmed in a studio, and they're on these, like, four-foot-high pads <laughs> that are the size of the top of a, a semi-trailer. And Whoa. everything, all the background, everything, the wheels spinning, everything is all put in digitally afterwards. Dang. Wow. Every single bit of it. And what they did is, like, when people got thrown off, like when Sam and Buck got thrown off or when um, – I don't even want to call him Captain America. <laughs> U.S. US agent. agent. When when Kurt Russell's son gets thrown off, <laughs> gets thrown off, I call him. They ears. actually went back and filmed that and added like spliced it together. So that was all done. Hmm. So and the, the funny thing is, is because they were limited on travel, the B footage that they used to splice in digitally was this like part of the highway that's kind of like on the north side of Atlanta where it's like country looking so yeah. they had to take that b film and then they had to digitally alter the film so they could add like trees that you would see in germany and mountains in the background and all that mm. other stuff it's cool so it was like splice on top of splice on top of splice it's, it's pretty crazy how they had to do all that and yet i have a pretty keen eye for that kind of stuff and didn't notice at all no <laughs> So I mean, they did the big truck fight scene. I was like, surely some of this is digital, but I can't tell what. <laughs> yeah, it was a good fight scene, though. Sounds like a lot of it was. I love when they broke Red Wing. And he's like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> Fuck, he hates Red Wing so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, I inherently just found that hilarious. Oh, speaking of Red Wing, I love that scene too, where Bucky's like, "Let's just rush in. There's only like four guys." And he's like, oh, really? Just four guys? Well, let's see about that. And he's like, one, two, three. <laughs> Wait a second. Red Wing has sight beyond sight. <laughs> oh! <laughs> wow. When they, when they introduced the, first, the, the new Captain America, I was like, who's this guy? John somebody, Walker. Somebody else uh, like uh, uh, taking the super soldier serum? Did they perfect it or something? Because how can he have Captain America if he can't beat the tar out of just about anybody? And, um, well, and then they zoom in on him standing there, and his ears are sticking out like Dumbo. And I was just like, I'm going to call you ears from now on, because that's all I'm going to see. <laughs> and the, the next thing I know, I go on Facebook or whatever, and there was a meme of him standing there, and... He had that big dopey grin with his nose kind of smushed by the mask and then his ears sticking out. And he looked like the old man from Up. Yep. And so they photoshopped his face on it. I said, that's like, that's like a, just an funny. exact cartoon version of that exact picture. It, you got to give props to Wyatt Russell, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dissing him in any way. 
No, and I know you're not, but like the internet went insane and tried to like attack him personally well, for his role. And I'm like, what is wrong with people's bunch of tards? I, I can't even call them brains and the little mush bags inside their heads. Like it is an actor. Yeah. If an actor plays Satan, do you think he's Satan? Like <laughs> is Hugo weaving the worst person in the world because he played Red Skull? Like, what are we doing here? Hey, you leave Jordan Peterson alone. <laughs> My, man. <laughs> My man. Red Skull says, make your bed. <laughs> yes, please. Make oh. your bed, yes, sumo pants. I read about that in comparison. But, I mean, Adam, that goes to sh- that's the same thing of with uh with the crap that went on right after the first episode where Sam was trying to get the bank loan and oh, that Tony guy. Stark didn't pay them anything for being Avengers. That, Cancel yeah, Tony right. Stark. I'm like, he's a freaking fictional character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which it. that that is an interesting story to tell. Like, yeah, how do these guys make a living if they're always busy, you know, getting their butts handed to them and then trying to save the world? And that's a cool story to, pl- to tell. I want to tell that. But having childish reactions to fictional characters it's like um wow well you know i was thinking about it too when i was watching it and then seeing riot russell in the captain america cowl and i was like oh my god he looks he looks kind of ridiculous but then you see him without it and he actually is a pretty badass looking dude oh yeah you can definitely see his father in him very much yeah like every time I looked at him, especially when he had the stubble later on in the show, I was like, yeah. "Man, we're we're about to battle for Los Angeles up in this bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Where's Doc Holliday? <laughs> but um, you know, I was thinking about it though. If if Wyatt Russell had been the original Captain America that we've seen over the last what twelve years now, yeah, there wouldn't have been a complaint. No, and and then and then what's his name ends up come Chris Christopher whatever Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah, when it, I mean, Chris Evans ends up coming and do this. I mean, we would look at Chris Evans and be like, oh, my God, he looks horrible in that cowl. You know what that's, else we would have said? We would have said, why is the human torch being Captain America? Because that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what we said when he did yeah. get cast as Captain America. Or or if you're like me, you'd be like, hey, isn't that the dude that had whipped cream on his titties and <laughs> not <laughs> another <laughs> teen movie? <laughs> yeah. Imagine this, but everywhere. <laughs> oh. Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? Uh, did you guys see that meme, too, where it's Bucky in the therapist's office? And she's like, are you still having that same dream? And he's like, every night. And then the next panel is, is <laughs> Chris Evans with the, the whipped cream. On. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I haven't a, seen that one. I haven't like, either. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Tremendous. Wonderful. And speaking of Bucky, I love... I love what they did with him in the show, and I love that they actually put the dialogue in there, you know, where he's, other than some peace in Wakanda, he's been at war and been just causing mayhem for 90 years. Like, yeah. yeah. Off and on, yeah. And there's and you can see it, Sebastian Stan is a phenomenal actor. He really is. Yeah. Like, I think, I think a lot of times some people, obviously not you guys, because we're all movie files, but I think a lot of people... You know, you, you get these roles in these big action-adventure movies and whatnot, and there's still a lot, an incredible amount of talent that has to go into, mm-hmm. you know, like those those physical affectations that make mm-hmm. the character have depth 
mm-hmm. and he really does that well because there is like a couple of scenes where you know he had to still pretend that he was the winter soldier and like zemo called him on yeah like you could you could see in his physical features like in his face that he was struggling with it like he didn't want to even right. try to open that door you know and then well, Zemo's like gloating oh it looks like he can come back in that role pretty quick <laughs> the the scene where they finally get um Sam and Bucky to sit down the therapist does and <laughs> Bucky finally breaks and says if Steve was wrong about you he's wrong about me like that's yeah, sold me like mm-hmm. okay Sebastian Stan is the man I've not seen him in a lot of stuff outside of Marvel things um but he obviously can act. <laughs> and then the scene where, um, uh, what's her name, reads him the Winter Soldier code while he's being the White Wolf and recovering. Uh, oh, yeah. Ayo. Yeah. He's reading him the code and he doesn't, he finally doesn't break. But then, of course, he just emotionally breaks because he's like, oh, yeah. he's finally free. I'm free. Yeah, that, that was amazing. Yeah. That's, that's the stuff that, you when you're watching Infinity War and Winter Soldier and these amazing films with so many people doing so many things, you don't have time to stop and breathe and do those cool things. So I'm, I'm as much crap as we give Disney. You know, Disney Plus has really brought some some awesome some awesome uh, venue for this type of entertainment. Which yes, is a little slower and obviously it's not everyone's bag of tea, but whatever. But I think that's fantastic, though, to be able to, like, bookend really big blockbuster movies with one season. You know what I mean? Even if they don't go season after season after season. So they could do, you know, they did this season as kind of like a follow up on these two characters for after Endgame. And now you said that they're planning a Captain America 4 movie, which will be them again, and it'll carry on. I, I love that they're they're able to do that. I think that's going to add a lot of depth to all of it. Yeah, and I don't mind like the miniseries, like six episodes, six to eight or whatever, as long as they're telling a pretty good story, you know, it's fine. It's kind of like a whole, it's kind of like an elongated movie in itself, the way they told the story, honestly. Right. I I enjoyed the little twist with um, former agent Carter basically becoming a criminal in Madripoor. It was so, saying Agent Thirteen. Is that what her what she was? Yeah, that's her name. Yeah, Sharon Carter. She's the, Sharon. Yeah, I couldn't remember her first name. The grandniece of Peggy Carter. So I, I don't. I kind of hated her so much, and I've actually had some arguments with my wife about it. Not like heated arguments, but she, my wife, thinks that Sharon has turned bad, and she either is the power broker or works for the power broker. Or, they didn't really make that clear, so she is the power. She is the power bearer. They did make, yeah. In the last episode, you found out she is. They did not make that clear at all. She never said it, and then she called someone to tell them about things. So you don't know. Mm. You actually don't know, and I don't think she is bad. So this is I why think, I think Val is the power broker. I I don't think Val is either. I think she's bad, and they're all sort of working for the same conglomeration. Oh Val. No. What so what gave Elaine what gave me the, the thought that Sharon was the power broker was her interaction with the super soldier chick that stole the serum from oh, the power broker? Carly, yeah. Carly's interaction with Sharon 
and then Sharon shooting her before she could say anything to Sam told well, me yeah. that Sharon was the power broker. Let's see, to me, that's that's not necessarily truth because she's just working for the power broker. And it could be as she's working as a double agent. That's what mm-hmm. I think. It's possible. Or she's a I, I like <laughs> the idea. I like the idea more of her actually being the power broker. I would love that twist of, again, we're dealing with some very unintended consequences of what at the time seemed like the only right thing to do, which was bring everybody back. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she, it even says in this series that she didn't get the pardon that everybody else got. She just kind of slipped through the cracks. Right. I, oh, think, I think it would be right. a great, I think it would be a great turn and great story for her, for somebody, you know what I mean? Cause that, yeah, I think it would be awesome if she ends up being the power broker or just bad, not I, a double I, agent. I think my, while my knowledge of the comics is not as in-depth as someone as Alex, I think my knowledge of the comics is hurting me here because I just, my brain cannot accept her as a bad guy in any way. Like, Uh, you're never a bad guy. It'd be like turning Steve. Like, no, I don't, I don't trust this. This is a double agent. She's a scroll. It's something is wonky. Scroll. So I, I do like that, um, you know. It's kept it interesting for sure. We don't know what's going on for sure, but it hurts my brain. <laughs> well, and, the, and that's why I said the, the last few episodes, the amount of questions you're left with is what made those episodes great. Yeah. Um, where the first ones didn't have nearly as many questions. So, because they were more explaining backstory and character development than making questions. So, but the first like three episodes of WandaVision were just the TV shows and you were just going, I don't understand what's going on. So they yeah, that's it. the, that's the question. The, oh, I don't right. understand what's going on or this weird thing happens to vision's boss. So there are questions without questions with WandaVision that make you want to know what's going on where, and, and don't get me wrong. Character development is great. It does make it slow. It does make it sometimes, depending on the type of person you are, it does make it hard to watch. And that's where, like, once you start, once uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier starts getting into the, the thing where there's more questions than answers, that's when it gets, when it got interesting to me. And when I started, when I started needing to watch it right as soon as it, it actually annoyed me that I had to wait until Saturday to watch the sixth episode. Ladies and gentlemen, if you find yourself being triggered by Jared's opinion, just keep in mind and let it go that he thinks the Fast and Furious franchise is wonderful television. So <laughs> we allow all matter of people on our podcast. Save the llama for your mama. Have, okay, so have any of you, so just as an example, have any of you guys watched the Americans, the, the television series, The Americans? No. Um, I've only seen the pilot. Okay. I am trying to watch that show, mm-hmm. and it is so hard because it is exactly like the first it's exactly the character style stuff that Bucky and and it's all that now you're right and I think that's why I never went any farther with that show the difference is I have no attachment to those characters exactly and that's the problem I could like I had attachment to Bucky and and uh, Sam Mm -hmm. and the first the way the first episode started with Sam Mm. with Sam in the air by himself. I'm like, fight. that's yeah. freaking awesome. Cause we've never seen Sam like do that type of solo stuff before. And then they immediately back 
in I'm not saying it's backpedaling, but they immediately go back to the character. They immediately start the character development right after that, and it's like, okay, we're going to slow down. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I was like, oh. well, they're trying to show his life that he has a mission. They send him on a mission, then he's yeah. done. But no, it's it's it, it's, That's it's part of the military. As you guys said, it's not everybody's cup of tea. And like I said, I watched all of it, and it got better, as I expect most TV shows to Go do. Better. Yeah, I think if you take, just take it all as one big movie. It's it's fantastic, mm-hmm. and and Anthony Mackie does a great job. I mean, if you look at some of the stuff he's been in and the characters that he has played, he is a good actor mm-hmm. too, and he's brought a lot of depth to. I mean, Sam Wilson as a character in the comic books is, I don't think he's as in-depth as they've done in the MCUs. They've done a good job filling went, some holes. He went to the Juilliard. Or Juilliard. Yeah. Is it the Juilliard or Juilliard? The. Juilliard. the, it's, the it's, it's like the Ohio the. State. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I've always heard he or she went to Juilliard. Yeah. Well, so, like, Eight Mile, Manchurian Candidate, Million Dollar Baby, mm-hmm. uh, just Hurt Locker stuff that you guys probably heard of at least. He seems like a really cool dude too. Like he's he's definitely <laughs> yeah. one of those celebrities that you get the sense that if you ran into him on the street, that he would not be a douche. <laughs> no, not he, he at is, all. Like he seems just he he seems like one of those like very talented normal people that just happen to be famous. Which I mean, obviously those people are out there, but when ninety eight percent of Hollywood is now made up of the royalty's children. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? I will say he is for the fact that all of the movies you ram- rambled off Adam, I had seen them all before I'd ever seen him be Falcon. Mm. He is a lot like the guy who played uh, Ch- uh, Black Panther. Yeah. But I had never seen any of his previous work before he did Black Panther. Mm. Like oh. if you go back and watch all of the Black Panthers, the actors, uh, movies up to Black Panther, he is a has an amazing range, mm-hmm. and it's just like the guy who plays uh, Sam. It, but I had seen all of the stuff that Sam had been like the guy who played Sam was in before I saw him as Falcon. It's just the opposite with Black Panther. I'd never even heard of him until Black Panther, and mm-hmm. then I went back and watched all of his stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my god, this guy is a really good actor. Yeah, you're right. There was a uh, um um. Chadwick Boseman was in a, a movie that was an adaptation from a play that my wife made me watch. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. <laughs> I think he throws that in my wife made me watch. Oh, she, oh Ma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So it was recorded. It was filmed in 2020 or 2019. So he had like full on cancer at this point. Okay. He's super skinny. Like you yeah. just see him and you're like, oh, he plays this asshole character. And I mean, this guy is the type, you know, you don't want to hate Chadwick Boseman who has cancer, you but you hate the character. You're the actor that you're just like, yeah. what a douche. <laughs> yeah. Well, most people didn't even know he had it until he died. No, he, he kept very, very secret. Yeah. That's well, it's the, interesting. Thing is, is, the thing is, is you go back and watch back Black Panther and then you watch Endgame and you can see the difference. Oh, yeah. And totally. I'm like, ah. I was like, you, you, but you wouldn't be looking for it unless you knew he had it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder what kind of treatment he was on, too, because typically for what he had, they want to hit it as hard as they can, which means you're going to look the you're going to look like a chemo patient. 
I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if he had that much treatment, honestly. It That's what I'm wondering. I, 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 a thing to begin with, and they just said, eh. <sighs> yeah. Joe, you were going to say something. I saw him in a, um, what do they call those? The, where they go around press tour, some, some mm. press junket thing. I saw him. He was sitting next to, um, Brie Larson, actually. And I, my first thought was, I wonder if he's like gotten really bad into drugs or something. Like there was something uh, very obviously unhealthy with him. And then, yeah, like a couple of months later is when we all found out. And I was like, oh man, that sucks. Yeah, but yeah. I thought, um, I thought that he was kind of a, a method, maybe a method actor or something. He lost a ton of weight, like uh, Matthew yeah. McConaughey did for that movie where he played the guy that had AIDS. The machine. He, oh, he lost Ma- a ton. Uh, Mc- oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas, Dallas Buyers, Buyers Club, Club or something like that. Yeah. I was thinking about the Christian Bale movie where he like, he, yeah. his diet, his diet for a month leading up to the film was he had a salad in the morning, an apple in the evening and smoked cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Wow. Can I hear this song yeah. now? The Zemo dance scene. I hear scene. it now, yeah. <laughs> Zemo dance. How funny is it that one of the most memorable things to come out of the show is going to be a meme? <laughs> um, so I played the one of the Marvel mobile games, and Zemo is a character in the game. Does he dance? They created an hour-long loop of the character in the game dancing in the same club. <laughs> That's funny. That was hilarious. Is this that same Marvel game you've been playing since the day it came out? Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. So I can only hear the music when Adam talks. Otherwise, it it, it fades off into out. the background. It like cancels it out. How about now? How about now? No, I don't hear anything now. It's gone. It's... Does anybody else have anything about this show? Or are we going to move on to hot nudes? Oh, we got more. Uh, we talk about Zemo and Isaiah Bradley for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's let's jam on it then. Jam on it. Jam on it. Jam. Oh, sorry. That's a good song. Jam on it. Jam on it. Jam on. I played play the Zemo song, so you talk yeah. about Zemo and his Turkish delights. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> Turkish delights. I was actually surprised to see that character back at all. <laughs> oh, I, Zemo is such a huge character in the Captain America lore that you cannot just have him be some dude who hates super soldiers and goes away for one movie. You just can't. Like, the dude, he's the only guy who beat the Avengers. <laughs> Mission report. Yeah, this guy deserves a recurring role. Thank you. Well, no, I was completely happy when they when they explained why they brought him back. Yeah. And dude. why they were going to engage him. I, I was, I, because it made sense with the story. I just was like, I wasn't expecting that until they did bring him back. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that kind of fits. I was jealous of his car collection. Yes. Bro. Bro. <laughs> And the fact that like in when like that was uh that was wasn't Civil War. It was what what movie was he in? Winter Soldier. Civil War. Civil, Civil War. War. Okay, yeah. so that was his storyline. They did not explain that he was like the freaking Richie Rich of like no, Sokovia. They didn't, but And I'm like it was Really? Of... This guy was like a baron of Sokovia yeah. and like a millionaire? I'm like, did not see that coming. Yeah. His yeah. Demonis, the, <laughs> the, the the old man, the butler, cracked me up. 
Yeah. Oh, Mitchell Zemo. So who good blew to up, see you, sir. Who blew up Carly and her flag smashing? Yeah, people. I was like, ooh, damn. <laughs> just did. Baron does not like the Silver Soldier people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't disagree with him. It's the whole Superman thing. Oh, like, yeah. No, it's, Superman yeah. would not be good. Well, and as, as very well demonstrated in the show, and they even say it out loud that the only person to ever take the super soldier serum and not have negative side effects was Captain America. Cap. Yep. So. Yep. Because Steve, as Ersk uh, uh, said, was about a good, being a good man, not a good soldier, which right. is where U.S. agent comes in because right. he is a good soldier, not necessarily they a good said, man. Oh, we need a good soldier to be the next Captain America. Tense yeah. the bloody shield. Well, that's fine, but don't give him the serum. Well, they didn't. Well, he's they didn't but I'm just saying, if you're going <laughs> to no. have a Captain America, eh, yeah, it's more so, about your character than your the Speaking tactics. of the super soldier serum, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that... I. I Laugh if you if you must. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that until um, watching this show. I just I had always assumed that Bucky Barnes, aka the Winter Soldier, I, I knew that Bucky Barnes didn't have the serum. I always assumed that Hydra gave him their version of the serum. Yeah. But come to find out, through all the comic book lore, I watched a video on the character of Bucky Barnes slash Winter Soldier. He's never had any kind of super soldier serum. He's just insanely badass and strong on his own. Not not in the MCU though. In the MCU he took the soul right. he the Hydra gave him there. Yeah. Oh okay. So in the so in the comics he's never had it, but in the MCU he's had the Hydra version of it. You are correct. Okay, yes. that's why that's why I was confused then. Yes. Hence the reason why he could go one on one with the flag the uh, whatever Carly. Carly's people yeah. where US agent. agent barely could hold his own his name is agent yeah. and a, a big reason why um, Sam had to teach himself super aerobics to be like don't punch me don't punch me don't punch me yeah. don't punch me and he has to, to catch the shield and make it ricochet and do all the things that Cap did without taking his head off <laughs> yeah poor Sam doesn't get a Okay, the Captain America, that suit, the one we see in the last mm-hmm. yeah, is, I mean, 99% what you see in the comics. It is. And it, very, beautiful. very similar. Yep. So cool. Why they never gave him a helmet <laughs> still makes no sense to me. Like, the dude doesn't have super soldiers right. here. But I'll he does you, have uh, vibranium US everything. His agent's uh, outfit was very um, similar, too. It was darker in the series. It was- I'll tell you, they actually they actually explain their decisions for that head cowl. In yeah, the documentary, I'm, they actually yeah. explain the decision-making for that cowl. For All right, so when his... we do the Loki show, we're going to have to watch <laughs> this yeah. the making of before we do the podcast. Yeah. There's... So when they, when they were designing the suit, the, Captain, the new Captain America suit that Sam wears, mm. it, they designed it to be inverse colors so instead of like all the dark navy blue they did it with the white and the gray and the red mm-hmm. and all that yeah. and they have the blue in there but not as much right. they also made the decision to incorporate his like falcon glasses yeah so mm-hmm. they were thinking like if we do like a full cowl with the falcon glasses we're kind of losing out on the fact that like holy shit, captain america is a black guy and that's really awesome and you know reasons right like 
Those yeah. of us that are true fans don't give a flying. <laughs> we want him to be Captain America because yeah. he's a fantastic person and a fantastic character. But because we live in 2021, we need to make sure that we create a costume that shows most emphatically, just in case you forgot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like <laughs> he's Adam a black said, guy. to be but fair. But the funny thing is, hang on a second. The funny thing is, is that when they were talking about that, um, one of the more difficult things that they had to do in post with digital enhancements is they had to literally go back over hundreds of shots and fix that cowl because of there's no magic material in the real world that every time he would move his head, it would create a gap like under his chin. Oh. <laughs> and so they had to go back and post and the digital artists had to like smooth it out. So it stayed like tight to his skin around his chin and down oh, his wow. neck. And I thought that was pretty hilarious. But yeah, that was the reason why the, the suit looked like that for a very specific reason. Like Adam said, you know, the the costume is very, very similar to what was in the in the comics. Like he doesn't have the cowl in the comics; it's it's the wraparound goggles, in exactly, the white and, and around his chin. Looks just like that in the comics. Yeah, and who I don't even know when Sam Wilson's Captain America was first done. It's been a while, so yeah. They certainly didn't really make all those decisions on their own. They just looked at the <laughs> comic books and said, "That looks good." So since Joe touched on the whole racial aspect thing, I wasn't, I, I was very, um, I wasn't really sure I wanted to bring it up. Like, I liked yeah. 90% of this series. The 10% I didn't like all pretty much happened at once. And it it's the whole notion of the systemic racism thing, which I do not believe exists. At least not to the level that, you know, people try to think, to try to insinuate that it does. And it was... It was very obvious that the writers took the opportunity to to stick that in there at the last in the last episode when he's talking to those two politicians and the one old guy you know was the ter- stereotypical old white politician you know oh you just don't understand you you don't know how we do what we do you don't know how government works and all this and he's like man shut up. <laughs> And he says, like, I feel the eyes of all these people looking at me and judging me. And I'm like, those people aren't judging you, man. They're happy for you. That's that's the way most people in this country are feel about and would feel about that character. They yeah, know but he's an Avenger. They don't care he's a, if he's a black guy. But that's the thing. They give that whole speech and they play lip service to all of that stuff. But then... And I have a context to this too because Anthony Mackie talks about this in that documentary as well. But um, no, Sam continues to up, say so. he continues to say like the the whole point he's trying to make is the the end point of all of that. Because I I found myself I agree with a lot of what you're saying, and I found myself going, God, this is such a great story. Can we not ruin it with this? Right. Like everything is so political. I watched this right. to escape that stuff. Whether I disagree or agree is neither here nor there. This is my escapism. Please respect that. Right. But the end part of that, so I was starting to get a little upset about it too, but the end part of that and something that is, I can't remember the exact line of dialogue he gives, is that at the end it doesn't matter. Like he right. needs to do it anyway because it's the right thing to do. And this harkens back to our Wonder Woman 84 podcast where Adam and I picked up on this because we saw it together. And it was really awesome, like this whole notion that you can be the hero. And I, I, I really do love that is coming back around 
because you know we're all kids of the 80s that's what we were taught back then yeah you need to be the one that makes the right and honorable and moral choice you need to be the one that makes the difference you know and i think that that morality has been lost a lot in our modern world hence all these exacerbated problems um Mm. so I, i i agree with what you're saying to a certain extent but i also disagree with it because it came back around and and the point ended up being it's not a big deal that he's a black captain america and even if it was he's gonna be it anyway and that's i think that's a great lesson that's been lost in the sauce here lately yeah yeah anthony mackie i've heard him talk in interviews and stuff about that type of thing where like that our our parents' generation laughed at racism, like they made jokes about it because it was just mm-hmm. like that's that's part of we're you know this is life and we're moving on and right. it's it's not offensive. We just laugh at it. Just there's a great thing in Star Trek about that anyway. And our generation just cries about it, and we have to whine about everything instead of just talking to one another. And I think this series did a really good job of twisting that in and making it. N- you know, putting a spotlight on everything that's going on right now, but not making it stupid preachy where you're just like, what? And the Isaiah Bradley is, you know, the representation of somebody who has been screwed. And he mm-hmm. did in the comics, yeah. which it's a crazy comic to read. Um, but I think they did a great job, especially for Sam's evolution of I can't live up to Steve, so I'm not even going to try. And then the government goes behind my back and says, well, we're going to have this guy do it and then he gets super pissed about it and then is told you should do it by bucky you should not do it by isaiah and he's like finally he makes his own decision at the end and says i'm gonna do it because it's the right thing to do right exactly yeah so that that's i get where you're coming from dana i definitely do and i had the same kind of misgivings at first but because it made that first full circle well my hope is the, the message was and what what I think, what I got out of it watching is what the character Sam Wilson realized is nobody except himself was telling him he can't do this. Yep. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a fantastic moral lesson. And I'm glad to see that Disney, of all woke ass people, yeah. <laughs> is actually giving it. Which, well, again, did it I, with... I, I don't think these big corporations believe half the shit <laughs> they're espousing. I think it's all about yeah. making sure that they're staying in favor with the consumer. Yeah. They did a good representation of the Isaiah Bradley mm-hmm. character at the end, yeah. where Sam says, I'm going to do this because it's the right thing. And he's like, oh, man, I almost bought that. And then he takes him to the to the recognition in the museum that Sam had. And the guy just breaks down like it's like, mm-hmm. see, he got what he needed at the end, you know? Yeah. So, well, my hope is that now they've gotten it out of their system when it comes to this character and that when we see him again, it's yeah, just going to be here's Captain America, not Here's Captain America. By the way, he's black. Did you know that? (laughs) Well, when he first shows up and the fans, all all the people standing around in New York saw him, Mm -hmm. the old guy says, it's Black Falcon, right? And what does the younger guy say? Nah, man, that's Captain America. Yeah. I think that's the little microcosm. That's that's indicative of a a one panel out of a comic book where they say, yeah, you know, this is somebody sees him. This is how you're supposed to see him. They also allude to that earlier in the series too, when when Sam goes to see Isaiah the first time. Yeah, the a, kid answers a the young door. kid. There's <laughs> a young kid playing basketball, right. and he's like, "Oh, you're the Black Falcon." What's up, he's Black like, Falcon? "No, I'm just I'm just the Falcon." Yeah, yeah. What are you, Black kid? <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, yeah, that's what he says to him. Yep. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that the... reminds me. I know we're, we're, we're kind of getting off the heavy stuff, but in the big fight uh, in... Was it in Madripoor or was it there in the last episode? Uh, where which, basically... Which big fight? Well, yeah. it's the, the one where Sam gets group? knocked into the water and then all that stuff falls down and you think that he's going to get trapped underwater. That's, yeah, that's the last episode. And then he just comes blasting out of the water. He goes, boy, you just earned this ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my that was God. a great line can we talk about how he uses the shield and throws it through the helicopters and he's flying through and mm-hmm. yeah, it like oh my gosh it is amazing so cool. I love and, the shield. And, it, and then when when Carly finally dies and he has he like floats down in that majestic down in between everybody where the reporters like swarm him mm-hmm. that scene was just yeah. so cool so about Carly did anybody else get the sense that they they kind of wanted her to people to feel sympathetic toward her? Yes, she so that going back to the uh virus story. She was heavily in the virus story. Mm-hmm. And it had something to do with um the woman that was the caretaker for all those orphans. Yeah. And then the virus like killed her and it, it came from a thing and, and it had all that was tied into her character. Okay. So I think that is the, the resident and you're supposed to, Joe was saying you live five years with all these people gone, then suddenly they show back up. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, you do feel bad for her to a point to as a point. Sam exactly. can explain. Exactly. I, I agree with your problem, but I, I, you're going about it the wrong way, trying to get this resident. Uh, right. And Sam tried so hard to get her to see that, and she, he almost got through to her. Except then ears showed up and was like, "Oh, we're gonna arrest you!" <laughs> I know that's all I call him when I watch that. Pop quiz, hot shot. You undid the snap, and billions of people come back. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> Eat shawarma. Exactly, dude. But John Parker again. Uh, so Carly's Carly's character in the comics is apparently. A yeah. male character. <laughs> yeah. Carl. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Carl. Wyatt Russell, as John Walker, he was already, the pressure was already too much for him by that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was already freaking out and twitching and just. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, you the, know, he's expected he to live up to Steve Rogers' legacy, or at least he thinks he is. Uh, and he puts That's all that pressure on himself. Cool, right? He's not even a super soldier. He like he can't do all the things that Steve Rogers could do, and that weighs on him. Yeah, but that's the whole point of the show. That's why right. Sam doesn't even take the shield to begin with, because he's like, I can't live up to Steve. Right. Well, that's the whole point. Nobody can. You got to do your own thing. Yeah. And Sam is a good enough man to be able to realize that, even though it took a while, and Bucky to annoy the crap out of him the whole time. <laughs> well, in in the scene where. Uh, Walker's talking to his friend before he gets killed. Battlestar. And they were talking about the the, the serum. His friend understood mm-hmm. exactly what the serum does. It only amplifies what you right. are. Right. So since he was already twitchy on edge. Yep. And and all it did all that did was as soon as that happened, he just yeah. overloaded on that. Yeah. And that's why he ended up killing the the person the the uh one guy after Battlestar uh, like Battle was, was killed. He was this uh, well-regarded. Um, he was. It was a soldier that. What do you call it? When they win all the awards, they win all the medals. Decorated. He was decorated. He's very decorated. 
And so, you know, his confidence was at an all-time high, and then he starts to do the job of Captain America, and he's like, how am I supposed to do this mm-hmm. when I can't... Um, he, when it, there was a scene where he got beat up by um, the Wakandans. Yeah, he's like they're not even super they're not soldiers. even super soldiers, and, and they're women, and they and they beat me up. You know, it's like Dude, well, first I of all, these are Wakandan well, women, and they are badass. Well, it's, it's not it's just Wakandan the... women; it's the Dora Milaje, yeah. right. which I would love, love, love to see a standalone film or a show or anything just with more of them. Yeah. Well, so badass. But that I, mean, I think that they, was the thing that that put him over the edge. It was. No, I agree. I really want to see more of them. Obviously, Black Panther two, they could do that. That would be perfect place. But yeah. that's also, there, some that's of also the, the like... difference between him and Sam. Hmm. Sam gets beat up by a bunch of people, and doesn't super get stressed about it. He gets beat up by a bunch of people and stresses and out like, about I'm it. I'm Captain America. I should. Well, and that's you know? well, that's the thing about. That's why Sam deserves to be Captain America and that's right. why Steve knew he deserved to be Captain America because yeah. even though Steve could pretty much beat up anybody and everybody and ended up being so pure and so wonderful that he could even hold mirror mirror like <laughs> he he even knew something that Sam knows which is you don't have to fight every battle yep yeah mirror mirror <laughs> I still love that. I love that scene, man. Where he when, and then Thor looks up. And he's like, "I knew it." <laughs> yeah. Steve also has a more pure version of the super serum, um, super true. soldier serum. Right. He, he also true. sleeps like two hours a week, and he just fights. Like learns every fighting technique that there ever was. Like that's all part of who Steve Rogers is, which is why he can go toe to toe with anybody. Yeah. Just why I love winter soldier so much where he, he meets Petrock and Petrock's like, Hey, take the helmet up. Come on. Take, put the shield down. You know, yeah. <laughs> Sam's like, or Steve's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you also have oh, to okay. take into account. I mean, maybe I'm reading into this way too much, but Steve also had the serum, the purer serum. Yes. But he also had it before he saw any combat. You have to think about, yeah, yeah, it, that's true. You, this dude has three medals of honor, and it even says like, "Here's three badges to make me never forget the worst day of my life." Like, yeah, he's pretty broken, man. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're pumping super serum into somebody who's very obviously seen some schmear mirror and been through the ringer. Like, you know, yeah. and then his best friend gets killed in front of him, and that's then he. That's yeah. enough. <laughs> that's enough. I think I think any one of us. <laughs> Oh yeah, smash a dude skull in with a shield. <laughs> Agreed, and that's why that's what makes Steve Captain America is because frustratingly so at times he does the right thing. Yep, it's a good show. It's a really good show. Yes, so what's the? You said they're making Captain America four. What's is there oh, any? Let me tell you. Let me tell you, brother. Ready for some hot news? What? Mirror, mirror. <laughs> How many sounds can we tack to the end of that? Oh, it's just going to get longer and longer every time, and it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, we we know next to nothing as far as Captain Captain America four goes. I would assume all the same players will be back, including Val and U.S. Agent and um, U.S. Agent, not Sharon Carter and. Um, Oh, which reminded me, 
one of the weapons, and I'm sitting there watching it, one of the weapons she used was a round ball that had green gas. Who does that sound like to you? Green Goblin. It sounds like Osborne. Osborne. So you could say Val is maybe working for him, or Sharon's working for him, or a collaboration of a Sinister Six or something. That's just too coincidental that they would use that style of design in a Marvel property. I kind of freaked out when I saw it. I was like, oh my god, it's Osborne. Anyway. So we don't know, but well, they did it. Well, there is a, another Spider-Man movie coming up, so... That's true, and that's mm-hmm. literally opening the the paradise. Yeah, um, Disney did. Um, they announced Secret Invasion, and I think it's going to be Disney Plus only. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, um, that could easily tie into all of this stuff. So scrolls and Captain Marvel and Nick Fury and all them. Secret Invasion show. Oh, um, we t- didn't we talk about last time? Who was the casting that just Samuel Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn? That's all the same ones. Amelia Clark to play somebody we don't know. Mm-hmm. Olivia Coleman. She is. Um, she's oh, been yeah. in Doctor Who, and she's the she's the current um, middle aged queen on the Crown show. She's really. She good was actor. on uh, Broadchurch too. Oh, was she? Oh, yeah. Surprise! Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so just the casting of the and it's supposed to be filmed in London, so something's going on over there. I don't know what. Yeah, that was the big news. Who was it? Uh, oh, it was uh, oh. Amelia Clark is taking Amber Turd's place in Aquaman, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so, that, I don't know. DC's all over the place right now. So yeah, interestingly enough, we're going to see Val in reverse order now. Val in reverse order. Yes. Val. Black uh Black Widow was supposed to come out last year, which would have been right. before Sam and Sam and Buck. Is she in that? She's in she's that. In... Ooh. The the director of Sam and Buck did not know she had anything to do with the Black Widow storyline when they added her to this storyline. The Black so... Widow movie is a prequel anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I know, but it's interesting that we we technically should have gotten introduced to that character before Sam and Buck, and now we got introduced to that character in Sam and Buck. Well, I should have just released the freaking movie and let people watch it. <laughs> she that character is also an a blank slate. They can make her whatever they want because she is like random things in the comic books, mm-hmm. yeah, including triple agent. So, <laughs> like, just yeah. Crazy stuff. So I'm I'm not even gonna theorize on what she's doing because <laughs> she could be, yeah, she could be all over the place. She could also play Elaine on Seinfeld. <laughs> Good dancer. She did that already. <laughs> yeah, worst ending to a show ever. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So what any was, more? What was the other hot news? The hot news. About? Uh, yep. Any more MCU hot oh, news? Um. Oh yeah, well before we do, Jared. I figure we'll stay on weekend. that topic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey. Go for it. Hey. Go, for it. Go, for it. go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Wow, Joe. <laughs> it's your birthday. Joe really, Joe really wants me to go for it. I guess. So, um, so I don't know if any of you, any of you, because we've talked about him before. Uh, 
YouTube channels that we watch, things that we see, it always comes up randomly on the show. Um, and so I watch, uh, and I, I know Dana does, I don't know if uh, Joe or Adam do, but I watch a YouTube channel um, called Vice Grip Garage. Um, guy's name is Derek. He basically goes out, buys cars sight unseen, goes, goes to where they, flies out to where they are with little to no tools, buys tools. parts, fix basically fixes what's wrong with the car, drives it home however many miles to Minnesota where he lives. And these are almost always cars that have been sitting for years. Yeah. So mm. cars that have been sitting for 20, 30 plus years. Well. Haven't been on the road, have been in a garage, have been out in a field. Who knows? So I follow him. I like him. He's a quirky guy on the show. Um, he literally <laughs> refers to himself Met as a guys. guy. <laughs> yeah. A guy picked up this. 67, 67 Pontiac Firebird. Yeah, exactly. Like, and so like he he uses weird languages. Like when he gets surprised by something, it's like I'll be dipped. Um, and um, like he's working on a he's working on something and it's not working the way he wants. He's like, make help me understand. <laughs> Just weird things. He's funny. He's hilarious. Um, so I've been following. He picked up this car. Um, that was painted red, white, himself? and blue. Yes. Um, from somewhere, it was basically a red, white, American flag painted Chevelle and started Mm -hmm. and start basically decided that he was going to make it a burnout car. Mm -hmm. Well, long story short, he's got it to the point where it's capable of doing those competitions. Um, he did one in Florida, um, and, and then he did one recently, this actually just yesterday, yesterday, uh, in Indianapolis. And so I've never met him, um, Actually, really, I've honestly I've never met a celebrity of any stat of any status in my lifetime. So this was like my first like starstruck moment, I guess, because when you're standing in front of somebody who you watch on TV or you watch on YouTube or everything, it's it's almost a little overwhelming. That's the weird thing about YouTube is like you watch their channels, you watch all of their episodes, and a lot of them have hundreds of of things of videos to watch, and you really get a feel for like. You feel like you know this person, even though you're in, in you're in reality watching, you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes of, of their life across three or four days. You mm-hmm. still get a feel for, you know, how they are, or at least how they are for the camera. And you feel like you know them in some respect. And you, ha- and you have to remind yourself that when you go to see them, you, you feel like they're your buddy, they're your friend. And you go and talk to them, you're happy to shake their hand, and they don't know you from Adam. Exactly. Not this Adam. I, I know Adam. <laughs> I know Adam too, baby. But that's actually that's actually one of the things that I was most impressed about when I met him yesterday. Yeah. And um, it's how they... He is not... He doesn't look at the fans when they walk up as they're like right. beneath him. Right. They, they are on his level. They are just a, another guy or gal yeah. that he's talking to. He was actually... Like, we stood in... Like, we got there late... Stood in line, and the line still wasn't was long. By the time yeah. I was to him, the line was back to a bleacher. Yeah, to talk I saw to him. That video where they... Um, and I'm like, I thought we had to wait in a long line to get him because he was doing. He every person who walked through that line, he talked to, mm-hmm. shook hands, mm-hmm. took photos, signed autographs, every one of them, and we were in a long line when we started. Mm-hmm. Um. And it slowly, it was a slow mover. Some of the people were getting frustrated because it was slow moving, but still, um, like, you know what? we get, Stop we get up to him. They're sold out of almost everything that they brought with them. 
Jeez. at the point when we, yeah. when we got there and the line was still back to the bleachers and they were almost completely out of merch. Yeah. Um, was he signing stuff? Yeah, he was signing stuff. Good. I actually got, they still had posters of the independence that he took in front of like that old Western. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got him to sign that. Um, so I do have, did get him, get his autograph. But so I'm sitting there and he just, he's like, Hey, and I'm like, Hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> Shakes hands. Hi. And I'm like, I, I didn't even, he doesn't even hey. like, I didn't even say my name to him. I called him by name, but I he didn't even introduce myself when right. I, when I met him. It was one of those weird moments. He's like, but, but he's like, he's like, you guys want a picture? Cause Deb was with me and yeah. he's like, and we're, we're like, sure. And so Deb goes to one side, I go to the other and he, he just hugs around us. He's like, dude, he's like, I'm going to hug you guys. I, I apologize. I smell. <laughs> well, he's wearing a flannel shirt he's wearing a flannel shirt well, and a hat like kind of his like, trademark and his hair is so long that it's like bushy out the back yeah. behind the hat so he's he and it was it wasn't super hot but it was hot in the sun it was sunny yeah yeah so like he wraps his arms around we get a picture he signs my poster yeah. and what the the thing that got the thing that was cool to me was independence was right there so it's in the background of our picture Oh yeah, um, I saw all the pictures. He was also losing his voice at the point when I got to him. Yeah, because he'd been yeah. talking to so many people, so many mm-hmm. fans, that like he sounded hoarse and he kept having to take drinks. And I'm like, yeah, like yeah, that's, that's the part I do not envy anybody. That yeah, right. Yeah. I was like, but like every so we were watching because I mean, I don't have kids, but there were people in line with kids, and they oh. would get up there and Why he would you choose? <laughs> no. Here's the cool thing. He would let the kids get in the car, yeah. Sit oh, wow. down in the seat, shut That's the cool. door, and then he would lean on the car, <laughs> and they would take a picture of him yeah. with the kid in the car. Yeah, I'm That's like, cool. that's freaking awesome. And like this one couple came up; they had three kids, and they all did it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like one, two stood outside, and one was in the car. No, they yeah. each got individually in the car. I'm like, this is the coolest guy in the world that he lets you sit in his rig. Yeah. Well, he probably doesn't have an agent hey standing there saying we need to. Oh, he had room. a couple guys. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother was there, the guy that he always sub. He always he always uh, closed captions. Yeah, he was sitting there in the background. <laughs> like I'm like, and I heard him say something like, "Well, he does have a voice." <laughs> so his brother is this. So both of these guys are from the Great White North. You know, they're up there where it's cold and in Minnesota. Oh, and Minnesota. His brother lives in North Dakota now. And his brother is twice his size. Derek is not a small man. He's pretty tall. He's a husky dude. He's got the big mountain man beard, you know. Uh, his brother has the beard, and the dude's like 6'4", and probably goes about, I would say, close to three. And uh, he doesn't... And wide. He doesn't talk. <laughs> like, So Derek has turned that into kind of a, a gimmick for him on the, on the videos, where he'll talk to his brother and say something, and then he just cuts to a picture of his brother just standing there and then there's a caption at the bottom saying what he's saying. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because it'll it'll be like his brother and him are working on something, and but his brothers they don't have any of the audio of his brother, and like his brother's pointing, and all you see is the closed caption of what yeah. Derek's <laughs> telling us that he said. Yeah, <laughs> which is usually probably never right, but it's no, hilarious. It's, it's funny, and I don't know who edits Derek's videos. But, but he did have he did have I don't know if there was a guy from the event that was working with him that was helping. Because no, because there was one guy that was literally taking people's phones and taking the pictures. So oh, okay. I handed my phone to somebody for them to take the picture of me and Deb yeah. together with him, and he was Probably like, "What is this stupid grip?" Because I had my uh, video grip on it, 
Oh. He's like, well, it doesn't have a trigger. He's like, he's like, you can just take a sh- selfie if it had a trigger. I'm like, it's not a selfie stick, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a video. Is stick. it one of those um, um, stabilizers? Yeah, it's supposed to be so you can stabilize a phone or yeah. a GoPro and have a mic attached and stuff like that. So, <laughs> but no, it was it was very interesting. First, uh, like I like I said, first time I've ever met somebody that I would classify as a star. Even though it's a YouTube star, yeah. I mean it's well, the same many, type of thing. How many followers does he have? How many? Uh, oh dear subscribers? God! I do seventy-five million. Million? Thousand. Well, I'm, I'm sure he's a, he's probably close to a million, if not more, right? I don't think he had a million the last time I checked, but we'll find out here real quick. Vice Grip Garage. Vice Grip Garage. He right. has a hundred and uh, no seven hundred and sixty-five k subscribers currently. Okay, so you figure that's almost seven hundred and sixty-five thousand people. If like one percent of them show up to see him, yeah. <laughs> line goes around the building. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Again, God bless people who can do it. I do not envy people who have to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's a multitude of reasons why I would not want to be famous in this day and age, but. Yeah. I, I always think about actors and whatnot having to go around and do those press junkets. God, mm-hmm. I bet it's yeah. I bet it's god awful. Yeah. It has to be. Oh, Doing just grueling. interview yeah. after interview after interview after interview, getting asked the same dumbass questions. And yeah. That's why I like that's why I like watching hot ones, because you can tell like he comes up with some really good questions. Oh, yeah. and even, he makes even the guests. Point. Yeah. Yeah, even the guests sometimes are like, Whoa, thanks for yeah. asking. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's thank, a really good question. Thank, thank you, Joe, for bringing it up. Because I was going to bring that up. Like that's the only reason I like hot ones. Hot ones is because so often, and it's almost every single guest. They're all like, "Wow, yeah, you did your homework." <laughs> He's def. Der- I will say that Derek is definitely one of those guys that like I could could have not met him, not known him from YouTube or anything. Met him and wanted to like just sit down and shoot. Mirror, mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just he's he, just he, that type of appro- approachable person just by de- by default. He does seem like that so. kind of guy. He's very um very laid back and ha- like Jared said has his own way of talking. We got mm-hmm. lucky though. We, hey we we got our picture and oh. I got more video of independence. <laughs> and then we went and found a seat in the area where the burnout competition was going to happen. Right. Less than 20 minutes later you see independence coming around so people there were people that were still in that line that didn't get to to get pictures with the car because he was already or him because he was already out there prepping for yeah the drag race uh, the burnout competition which wasn't even for another hour yeah they (laughs) took the car out onto the track before before before, an hour before so i'm like where where in indy was this uh it was uh lucas oil raceway uh just north of indianapolis Mm. yep know where that is it was one of those it's it was a so the the event was run by was at the that raceway but it was run by a group called cletus and cars cletus mcfarland and by cletus mcfarland yeah. uh and his channel is the cletus and cars mm-hmm. um they actually the attendance for their event actually set the record for that speedway wow <laughs> wow yeah nice. because they sold out before pre pre-sold out before there were no walk-up tickets Right. at the event and we st- like we drove up because we have a handicap placard we drove up and we still had a walk mm-hmm. um to get to the front because the line was so long that we couldn't get the truck through people 
Well, you could, but you, you wouldn't have been able yeah. to see the rest of the show. No, probably not. <laughs> like, All right. I got one last uh, Go hot news. No problem. Right for y'all. Hot news. I'm sending you a picture. Uh-oh. I got to get my phone. Oh, no. The first set photos from Ms. Marvel have come out. Oh, no. That skinny dude? Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, the, the skinny dude. That's Christian Bale. <laughs> Good God. Who is who is this character? So this is Ms. Marvel. Liger King. Ala Khan. This is the show that is going to be at the end of the year. Oh, that Miss Marvel, not the. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha. Not Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Sparkle Fist, but Captain yeah. Marvel is her favorite superhero ever. She is a superhero. Mark, that's her character. Yeah, I've seen her in the Those games. Are... So does she have powers or no? Oh yeah, she's well in the comics. She's an inhuman, so she does many things, oh. healing and stretching and all kinds of crazy things. So I have no idea how they're going to handle it with her, but I just wanted you guys to see her costume looks really cool. She looks cool. It looks yeah, very it look cool. She looks but, exactly like I saw like the game, the video game version of her. Oh, you should look up in the comics. That's basically what she looks like. She's just wearing blue and red. Nice. Who makes these costumes? <laughs> uh, I'm sure the uh, Marvel Studios has their own people. No, no, I mean, storyline wise, like this girl, oh. she's a teenager. She's like, oh, I've got superpowers. I need a costume. Stark Tech, yo. Is it? Well, think about Spidey. He had his own janky teenager right. costume, right? And then Tony shows up and says, really? You're wearing pajamas? Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be something in the story where, like, Captain Marvel, they have an interaction or something, maybe, and she goes, uh, you need a real suit. I hope that's what happens. We'll see. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yes. Because wasn't the most recent Avenger video game based around her? Um, She's in the Young Avengers. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, she's very prominent in- I saw. I, it's one of those things where you see like the cinematic clips from mm-hmm. video games on YouTube. So I've seen her interactions with some of some of the people from that most recent game. But gotcha. Interesting. Very interesting. Still looking forward to everything coming out that's Marvel. Oh yeah, we got Black Widow. We got Loki. I'm slightly depressed that they pushed back Black Widow again. Is it November now? No, or it's still July. July. July 9th. Yeah, they're not going to move it again. Well, That'll be the death knell. Yeah. I think it'll do pretty good business. I'm already seeing life open up, at least in our neck of the woods. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I'm going to have to duck out. All righty. Quack. Uh, quack out. Quack. Yes. Quack off. Bye. Quack off, you quacker. Quack. The waves of babies. I did get the entire. I went to send it to you. It's too big. the The well, entire video of El, Cro, El Cromino yeah. burnout. Dem said his has made his wife or his wife drove. So it. so they had a whole fake out when he when when his car pulled up. He was on the side with Cletus and mm-hmm. the guy who was doing the announcements, and he his car, car his car pulls up revs. At the start line. Was he holding a camera like this? No, he wasn't no, holding he wasn't. a camera. Okay. Somebody was probably filming him, though. Might have been. But he's like, he's like, who's in my car? And they're like, dude, who's in your car? And it was Mare, his and, wife. 
he jumps out into the into the drag into the burnout pit and was trying to catch her like don't let them start that car and they they the guy had already waved her on and she starts burning out in the entrance area yeah. burns straight out into the middle and then swings the ass around towards the crowd and they're like who's in your car and then he, they walk up and it's his wife and it's the first time she's ever done a burnout yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i guarantee you he set that up with her for the video yeah uh, but that's still funny and then so, he's like, he's like, she's okay, about that tall, and she's like, and she she runs their merch business, yeah, and uh, and she they're like they're like, well now she's just gonna start she's just gonna start taking all your cars because <laughs> now he, now she knows how to well, do it. It's a funny too because in the last video he did before the Cletus and Cars event, he has a five ton truck like the big army mm-hmm. trucks like like what is it three or four axles whatever. Yep. She drove that nice, uh, f- uh, f- like like a couple of miles, and she was like, "I don't, I don't want to do this." And like, I think I she had to push so that. hard on the pedal. She's so short, like she had to push so hard on the pedal when they were done. Her leg was shaking. <laughs> wow, wow, that's crazy. All right, till next time. Yeah. Bye. Later. I came for the mirror. Mirror.